Hey, mamas and friends. Welcome to the Emotionally Distant Wife Podcast. I am so excited that you decided to join me for today's episode. If you are ready to go from being emotionally distant, closed off, and not showing affection, to being whole, embracing intimacy, and becoming confident in who you are and expressing that, then this podcast is for you. Hey, mamas and friends. Welcome back to the Emotionally Distant Wife podcast. Today, we are doing episode five, Mother Wounds for the Perfect Storm. Today's episode will be about two parts of my life that I did not realize was contributing to the perfect storm developing. The various parts of this perfect storm led me to become emotionally distant, afraid of intimacy, and lacking confidence in myself. If you are any of the things I just mentioned, then I want to make sure we cover as many bases as we can to make sure we get an overall picture of what caused you to become how you are. So I'm going to be sharing the backdrop for what created the perfect storm in my life in hopes that it will help you to identify the things in yours. You ready? All right, let's do it. So I've already shared about my tumultuous relationship with my dad, the jacked up relationship I had with my ex in high school um, and a little bit into college. And I shared about the inner vows I made to try and protect myself from ever getting hurt again. But I later realized there was a silent wound that I had. I knew about it but I didn't give much credit to this and that caused a lot of my pain to go unanswered. What I mean by this is specifically, I had issues in my relationship with my mom, but I didn't give those issues that much credit for taking a toll on me. I knew the issues were there and I would say it, but It was like this weird disconnect where I couldn't connect the issues I had with her and those causing me pain. I would readily admit that she caused me anger or frustration, but not pain. Yes, I had issues with my dad, but it wasn't all his fault. It takes two to tango. She decided he was worth being with even when it got bad. She went along with his behavior and although she didn't like it, she stayed and it gave this subtle statement or belief to me that this was okay it was confusing because she did care about us I mean she cared for our education she made sure we went you know fun places and do things she made sure we ate and had clothes and all that stuff she took care of us but at the same time she hurt us so in my mind, it, it was hard to blame her. I wasn't purposefully avoiding it, but I think it was like this subconscious thing where 
I just resorted to just being frustrated with her or, or mad with her, but not being hurt by her. Um, hopefully that makes sense. It's kind of hard to explain. And really quick, I just want to add a, a little tangent because even though I said my mom played a part in the decision to stay, I would like to give credit to my parents. They both sat me down when I was younger and they told me they were going to split up. This was like middle school, uh, sorry, middle to late elementary school. And I flipped out. I was yelling and, and crying. I was like, no, don't leave. Don't break up. Please don't split up. No. I mean, like snot nose crying. It was just a mess. And because of that, they decided to stay together. And as I'm growing up, I didn't realize that I thought, okay, well, they don't love me. They don't care about me. And I'm going to make these inner vows. Forgetting that, wait a minute, your parents did care about you. And they stayed together because of you. The Holy Spirit had to bring that back to my mind <laughs> because in the moment you can feel like, oh no, this and that, and they did this and blah, blah, blah. Like, hold on. Yes, they did things that were wrong, but you know, they still did the best they could with what they thought made sense. Now, because of that, there's a couple things that is worth pointing out. One, when you are hurting, like I just said, sometimes you can't see how people or someone is trying to love you even though it's flawed. Two, which leads to the second point, although they love me, it was flawed and I can make space for both of those things to exist. I can feel those things and I can grieve them accordingly while still having love for my parents. Third point, once I remembered that moment of my parents staying together, guilt started to creep in and I felt responsible for what happened after they stayed together. I also felt responsible for what happened to me. If I wouldn't have cried, then they wouldn't have stayed together and I wouldn't have continued to have a terrible relationship with my dad. Maybe it would have been different. Maybe certain things would not have happened if they would have separated like they wanted to, but they listened to me. This and other things I mentioned are all things that need to be worked through so that you can properly process what happened and what those things mean and so that you can work through the fallout of all of that stuff. If you need to do that with a counselor, that is absolutely fine. <laughs> These are things that, like I said, you're, you're trying to just make sense of life as you're growing up. You're not thinking about... Um, what is proper for a parent, what is not, what is okay, how this affects you, what does that mean, how you now see the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, you may just need help to work through all of that so you can realize, oh, that's why I think that way. Oh, that's why I do that thing, you know? So if you need that, get it. It's, it's extremely helpful. Okay, so I don't want to keep going. That's just my little tangent, but I just want to point out those couple things so that it's understood even though I'm saying she played a part in it, I'm also acknowledging that she did try, you know, um, and I worked through all of that. Okay. And so if that's the case for you and, any, and you relate to any of this, then please know that that's something that you can work through as well, but you just might not have even thought about it before. So I at least wanted, wanted to mention it so that you have the opportunity to delve deeper into that for yourself. Okay. Now, 
back to what I was saying. I realized it wasn't just my dad that caused me pain. My mom played a part in the situation too. So now I have to go back and try to recount what happened. When or what did she do to cause me pain? Initially, she didn't really do anything wrong. Like I couldn't think of anything um, except for burning my hair. Okay, that was a wrong. If you are African-American, you understand the struggle with the hot comb and the stove. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> but besides that, I really didn't have any issues. And so when I thought back, I can remember being excited, you know, waiting for her to come home from work. And she would come in the house and I would bum rush her and give her a hug. And yeah, you know, mommy, mommy, hi, I'm so excited to see you. Da, 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 da. And, you know, whatever else a little kid would be saying and just be talking her ear off. And then one day, I can't remember what happened, but either she was maybe upset and didn't want me like all in her face or it was a culmination of things. I can't remember, but it hurt. And I was just like, whoa, what's wrong with you? Okay, fine. Then I'll leave you alone. And so that's what I did. And I was no longer excited when she got home. I would be relieved sometimes because if I was home with my dad, at least she was there, so, you know, to kind of be just another presence in the house besides you know, being there with him, but I wasn't really excited to see her. And as I got older, it got worse. And then I started to think, okay, there were some key moments where I needed her to mother me and she didn't. At the time, I didn't realize it, but after processing through those moments, I realized that's what it was. So my relationship with my father is terrible. Undergirding that is this slow deterioration of my relationship with my mom. I wouldn't say she did anything antagonistic. She just, she just wasn't there emotionally. So it left me to figure things out on my own, which led me to believe I was by myself. I had to defend, protect, and do for myself most of the time because I had no one to watch out for me or to help me. I became self-reliant. All this is happening as I grow up, so I do not know what is happening to my mindset. I also don't know that this should not be happening to a child, but I do know something is wrong with what I am experiencing. So it's this, this weird like back and forth, like, okay, something ain't right, but I don't fully know what it is. So I'm just going to make sense of it the best I can. But something ain't right, you know. <laughs> it's just this, 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 this weird mental space you're in. Um, and at least if one parent is not there like they should, you have the other parent to step up and to try to explain what's going on or, you know, make sense of the situation you're experiencing as a child. But that didn't happen. She would mention my dad, you know, oh, your dad just acting crazy. But she wouldn't help me talk through what was going on. I, I couldn't tell that it affected her. It bothered her. So it minimized in a way, it minimized how I felt and, and what was happening overall in a way that made me feel gaslighted. And this is not to say she did it intentionally, but just because she kept going on about life like everything was normal, I was over there struggling mentally and emotionally. And I was thinking, do you not think this is a bit traumatic or a bit extra? Like something's going on here that's a bit much. <laughs> this is crazy. And 
again, I'm, I'm not saying she was terrible or she didn't do anything for us, but there was, there was just, um, just, there, there was a gap, you know, there, there was a gap there emotionally and, um, it, it affected me. So the more I thought about it, you know, for those specific moments, I think overall, I would just say she was emotionally absent and she was, you know, an energetic, an outgoing, fun, loving person, but she pretty much only had two modes of being happy and mad. I rarely ever saw her sad or um, afraid or any other emotion. And I think maybe that's just how she is, you know, like she grew up in a different time period. It also just may be her temperament or personality. I don't know, but that's just how she was. And so because of that, there were no, you know, deep and, and meaningful conversations we would have. Um, we may have had a couple here and there, but I, I can't recall them off the top of my head. And it wasn't a norm if we did have it. And so that's why I named this episode Mother Wounds for the Perfect Storm. Because when I think of a wound, it is something that is open. And if it's not properly closed up, then it can get infected. And I knew I had a wound with my dad and my ex and the issues that I caused myself. But I didn't acknowledge the anger I had with my mom as a wound. I just thought... you know this is just what moms and teens go through you know you just kind of have a rough relationship that's just what families go through so I was walking around with this quiet bleeding wound that was another part for the perfect storm to happen and it was made up of parental issues and issues I caused with getting that relationship and issues I caused on my own I mean it even even in, in naming all of those things, there was one more big part, and that was my relationship with God. So I know I'm kind of doing a, you know, a turn here. I, I, I don't want to just focus on them because I am Christian, and that is going to be the backdrop for everything, you know. So one of the things that I didn't acknowledge was my, my pain with her, but then also just the biggest hole or gap or thing that helped to create the perfect storm is not having a relationship with God and my family not having that relationship with God so that just leaves you open to any and everything you know so having that as the base and then moving into the dad issue moving into the mom thing going into a relationship you know creating inner vows trying to make sense of the world all of this works together to create the perfect storm of me just being lost and shutting down and you know not wanting to connect with people and lacking confidence it just it all worked together and it accomplished what it was supposed to do it 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 tore me down for a good while so not having a relationship with God God was not the foundation for my family And we did not filter everything we did through God or his word. So God was just an addition to our family to make sure we grew up. My mom wanted to make sure we grew up with some kind of knowledge of him, you know, and, you know, be good people and that kind of thing. But we didn't practice what was taught at church. We did a few things here and there, but practice, we didn't do that. Like, like the definition for practice, the actual application or use of an ideal, belief, or method, as opposed to theories relating to it. The customary, habitual 
or expected procedure or way of doing of something. If you're talking about it as a verb, to perform an activity or exercise repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. We wouldn't maintain nothing about the Lord Jesus Christ in our household, okay? <laughs> we were not practicing or implementing what was taught at church. To be fair, I don't remember learning the Bible in church. I heard sermons, but I don't remember the Bible being taught. Um, I hope I'm saying this right, exegetically. I'm not saying they didn't, but I just, I don't remember it. So, you know, there was a disconnect with how my family lived and what we claim to believe. And I should also clarify my mom took us to church, not my dad, because he had a back and forth relationship with God in church. And he dabbled into some other beliefs as well. My mom took us and we heard, you know, things at church. But when we left, she wasn't implementing it. We weren't implementing it. I didn't, I wasn't taught enough for myself to go learn by myself. Um, to, to study on my own and I didn't take the initiative so it, it just fell apart it fell apart having a family that was not on the same page about following God it's going to make it harder for you to process issues going on at home because you can have issues at home but with some solid teaching and anchoring in the word a relationship with God and you know relationships with people in church to kind of encourage you and walk you through and pray with you through those things you know you can get through it it'll be messy I'm not saying it's going to be easy but you can you know you can get through it because you have that support you have some kind of uh, some kind of guidance or, or guardrails to help you you know if that makes sense but I had none of those things <laughs> So I was just grabbing for anything that made sense. And I just patched together some stuff and, you know, made up my own thoughts. So if the most important part of any human being's life is not there, talking about a relationship with God. And on top of that, the family is a mess. And then add my own troubles to trying to find love in a person, but not knowing what love is. Then the outcome is sure to be nothing short of a dysfunctional mess. You know, and the perfect storm was created. The damage it was created to do happened. And now I'm walking around a complete mess. But, but God, come on now. But God, damage control. Honey, he did damage control and so much more. Okay, so that will be the next thing we'll talk about is healing. But you're going to stop here. And I want you to think about your own situation before we get to healing. Because I want to make sure you think about what I didn't think about. Some things stick out in your mind sorely. Like, yes, they're the reason for this. She did this. He did that. They did this. But pause and think about those other relationships or other moments or experiences that you had that may be contributing to what's causing your pain. Just like how I didn't acknowledge it or I wasn't able to make the connection at first, maybe that's happening with you. So before we move into the healing part, I wanna make sure you know you, you think about all aspects of what's contributing to it so that we can make sure we get all the junk out, right? We don't wanna leave anything in there if we can. You know, some things you may not realize until you're 40, 50, 60 years old, but as much as you can figure out and think about, Let's work through it, you know, let's let's name it, call it, say what it is, and then work through it. 
you know, and I want to leave you with two scriptures. The first scripture is Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, the completeness of a person and the and and of both joints and marrow the deepest parts of our nature exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart the second scripture is john 3 chapter 1 verse 2 beloved i pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically just as i know your soul prospers spiritually i want you to prosper physically as well as spiritually but that does not happen apart from god's word which is why i included hebrews because it's active and alive and i want you to know that it will work in your heart and in your life if you allow it to even though this journey is going to be hard and it's going to feel like at times you're never going to get any better you're never going to achieve the life you want you're never going to be able to be you know the amazing spouse that you think you could be you can change life can be different your heart can heal life is not over allow god's word to work in and through you and watch your life change for the better let me just give this disclaimer before you know because i don't know where people are coming from but biblically i want to make sure that you know you may not have properly um or whoever taught you may not have properly studied and applied the word so what i'm not saying when i say your life can get better is that your life will be some big ray of sunshine. You will never feel any pain again. God is going to get rid of everything. Life is just going to be great and lavish. I'm not saying that. On the other extreme, I'm also not saying that we should be poor, abased, just living terribly, you know, distraught lives. We're going to experience both joys and hardships. It means that even in the midst of both, the joys and the hardships, he's with us, he loves us, he cares for us. He's going to make all things work together for our good according to his purpose. Therefore, you will have peace which will allow you to go through anything and everything. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. And because of that, life can and will be different. If you trust in him, but also, you know, you got to give all the disclaimers nowadays. He does want us to live well, which is why I included the scripture about your soul prospering. So again, it all works together. I also want you to be well physically and spiritually. So let's do the practical things in the natural physically, you know, exercise, work out, eat right, you know, relieve that stress, work through your problems mentally, get a therapist if you need to, get a journal and write through your thoughts so that you can process what happened. Whatever works for you, do both. Grow spiritually and also grow naturally, you know. I want you to do both and he can help you to become more like him, which is inevitably going to help you become better. If you're more like him, he's healed, he's whole, he's good, you know, and if we're if we're to become more like him, you can't help but get better. And lastly, my quick little um, disclaimers. I'm sorry, not disclaimers, my quick little announcements for closings. If you do want to do that work to go deeper and, and grow and begin the process of at least trying to work towards getting better. 
I post soul work homework. It's just a couple questions that you do and you say a little prayer, you know, just praying for God to help you work through these things. And, you know, if you, you want something and you don't know where to start or what to do, try these. See if it helps. See if it works. If not, I mean, go look up something. Google is your best friend. We live in the 21st century. <laughs> get on Google and find something that's going to help you um, or get a therapist or um, a, a good Christian counselor or whatever. Just find something and or someone or some resources to help you because you don't have to stay stuck where you are it can feel like well this is just what i'm stuck with no 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 i know because i was there you know but it, it can be different and you might be moving at a snail's pace it might the, the process or the growth could seem so slow it just it's so disheartening at times but you can do it. You can do it. Okay. All right. Now let me keep going. So I don't, I'll make this 10 minutes of encouragement. All right. So be looking out for the soul work homework. I'll be posting that soon. And I'm going to be doing a Facebook live to go along with this episode, which is what I do every month. I post once a month, a podcast, I post the soul work homework, and I do a Facebook live to go with the episode for the podcast that i post for that month okay you can follow me on any of my social media platforms to find out about all of this stuff okay and the um name all of that will be in the description box or it'll be in the show notes depending on where you're watching this okay thank you for joining me today in today's episode again sorry for the crying but y'all this is real life and i am pushing through to get this done <laughs> even <laughs> while breastfeeding the baby and recording look i am getting it done okay i'm trying out here um but thank you for joining me i'm so glad you're continuing to listen to these episodes and do the homework or at least listen and begin to contemplate can i do something different can i be different yes you can you surely can and i hope you keep um doing the work to get better um and one day you're going to look in the mirror and just say to yourself, oh, my God, I've come so far. Oh, it'll be it's going to be a good moment. OK, I know I've been there. So. All right. For real, for real, for real. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for listening. Continue growing and healing. And I'm excited to see some healed whole confident men and women of god out here okay yes <laughs> all right y'all bye